0: What's up, everybody? It's Riley's Cantina. We have our first trailer for Scream 5. No, it's not Scream 5. It's Scream. We have another look and a new trailer. Another look? You know, it's this Home Alone remake happening. Home Sweet, Home Alone. We're going to get to that. Plus, the filmmakers of Spirit Quest the movie are in studio right now. This is Riley's Cantina. Come on, let's do it. I say it every Tuesday, and I'm back in studio, behind the desk, behind the bar, actually. We did it, everybody. Welcome. It is Riley's Cantina here on the Good People Association. Thank you for making this a part of your day. Guys, this is going to be a good show. And I was looking forward to this because um, the great Ken Napsock introduced me to some people, and he said, I think they should go on your show. And I'm like, why? They're like, well, they made a movie. I'm like, yeah, they need to come on the show. I'm very excited to welcome Brent Lydic and, sorry, I totally blanked on you, Tyler. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm just blowing this. Tip Scary. I can't even, why did I forget your name, guy? I, 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 I'm I, so sorry. I'm nervous, actually, to have two filmmakers in here. Tip Scary, Brent Lydic, thank you for joining me here on Riley's Cantina as I butcher your names up top. But we got the wide shot. We got you in studio. Thank you so much, uh, Brent. You actually know Ken, right?
1: That's right, Mark. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Ken yeah and I, you, we still, still work together over at Screen Junkies, so this is uh, this is a fun little reunion to come back on and be on your show.
0: Yeah, well, he's coming in. I think a little bit. Just wanted to say hi to you guys. But I wanted to, to start by saying your movie is Spirit Quest, guys. I put it in the link in the descriptions below. The movie is out today. You can get it on Apple. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it wherever you get movies right now. Am I right in uh, assuming that? It is out where you get your movies. I did put the uh, Apple link in the description below so you can check that out there. But, guys, let's talk about Spirit Quest real quick because uh, you were nice enough to send me a copy. And I said immediately, it's like I'm a huge fan of uh, Sideways. And I'm like, this is Sideways. Instead of wine, it's Mushrooms. And two guys just going out in the desert looking for some kind of purpose in life. And you got me because maybe I'm at that point in my life, you know? Uh, I've had... 2021 has been a rough year. Um, 2020, 2020 was a rough year. 2021 has been a rough year. But I really kind of identified, especially Tip, with your character because I feel like I've been there in this kind of, like, this lost kind of, I don't know, searching for meaning. And I have friends that are like, let's go get wasted. You need to forget about this. How did you How did you guys come up with this? What, what brought you together? Tell us a little bit about Spirit Quest.
2: Thank you, man. Yeah, it, uh, you know, I think we all hit that. We all hit those walls. We all hit those walls. And uh, this was uh, just a, a wonderful project. Brent and I had so much fun, you know, getting to know each other from an improv background. So comedy was always the beginning of it. Okay. Um, but then just the filmmaking of it. You know, we just kind of got to be real creative with it and take a little quest of our own in making it. And, uh, yeah, you know, and... Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. like you said, we, we met at, at UCB uh, okay. in I an was improv wondering. class, and that's kind of where we met. And then, you know, as things do, you kind of move on from class, you do your own things. And then uh, I had written... Uh, a short film which is what spirit quest started out as was a short okay. so i sent that to tip and was like hey buddy you want to you know go out to the desert and try try this and i think really the impetus of at least you know the drug trip was we needed something that uh, some kind of device that could get us out to the desert and then give us freedom and permission to go in a bunch of different directions be super creative and and, uh, and then also too you know, once you're in the desert you've got just the perfect landscape for production value and can yeah. really capitalize on that
0: Well, you do go in areas that I I didn't expect, especially, and I don't want to spoil it for everybody, because I seriously, I highly recommend this movie for filmmakers, for writers, for anybody out there wanting to do something, because we are in a content-driven marketplace with your Marvels, your Star Wars, your DCs. Those are the movies that seem to get made and put out there, and these lower-budget, these mid-level-budget even movies are not getting made anymore, and you guys are like, fuck it, let's go. I'm doing this, and that's what I really respond to and your use of there's like thinking outside you're in the desert but again there are things they do just imagine being on mushrooms in the desert That's what are much, the yeah. trips you're having and you show those and it's freaking hysterical I don't want to spoil a thing but when you guys show up as monks at one point I'm just like <laughs> I, f- I felt that you know that trailer at the beginning of um, um, Tropic thunder with uh, tommy McGuire yes. and but yes, there that they're the, yeah. There was like some kind of tongue-in-cheek humor to it, but then it just keeps going to your tip, your character, and how deep you're going on this journey. Mm. But I want to go back to uh, – you, you met in um, improv class. So when did you start actually sitting around and going like, well, let's – I know you made uh, the short. is kind of based on – but when you looked to each other and said, let's write.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that was it. We we had um – um I had written the short, which is really the first 10 or 12 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And so from that point on, we just had such a great experience. And it was just so fun going out there that, you know, on the on the road trip back from the desert, we kind of started outlining where the rest of the story could go if we were to see these two characters kind of follow along. Yeah. And we were also kind of using as our guide, you know, going back to just kind of my upbringing in um, – kind of conservative, evangelical, Christian. Uh, So I was really familiar with this old um, Christian book called Pilgrim's Progress. It was like an allegorical tale, kind of about the spiritual journey. So I think that was the idea of like, oh, what if we flipped the idea of taking a spiritual journey, but doing it with two guys you would never expect, maybe having them do drugs and then seeing them face kind of all the different versions of themselves and kind of like facing their own demons and frustrations, fears and doubts. And yeah. and so we kind of had that guidepost of, you know, the pilgrim's process, pr- pilgrim's progress and using the, the metaphors and kind of the symbols. And, and that that really gave us the, you know, kind of the through line of where to take these guys.
0: I love it. Tip, where, how did you, when, when did both of you decide I'm going to do this character versus this character? is it just something that you're both like inherently attracted to that that's who you are or is that part of your experience?
2: Well, the, the, the beginning of it, I mean, the seat of it was really in Brent's short and I just thought it was so funny the way kind of both of them came up. But then I think we both have parts of both a little bit and that we, so we were able to help each other, write Both parts. We both, you know, have moments where we want to be this sort of, you know, healer, advisor or whatever. And sometimes it's a very genuine thing. And sometimes it's kind of like we don't realize it, but we're like, we don't want to deal with our own shit or whatever. And other times I definitely can be the neurotic one. I can definitely be the one who's way overthinking stuff and, you know, just spiraling, like Mm. running too far with an idea. And and that's where, uh, yeah, that's where what's really kind of wild about this is that the mushrooms were, it was just this, Permission, you know, mm-hmm. you're always looking for what's your playground in a in a creative project. What's yeah. what's going to give me permission to just go out there? Is it space? Is it horror and blood and gore? Or in this case, it was the mushrooms and the psychedelic nature of that. Um, but what's kind of neat is that you know we we were aware of this because we you know researched and stuff or whatever. Um, but but the the nature to, the 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 way in which psychedelics are actually now very um, at the forefront of like addressing. Sort of psychological issues. Yeah, know, it's kind of yeah. interesting how it's all it's all come out, and we feel lucky to have been able to kind of observe that. As yeah, I don't think the we movie.
1: we didn't want to make your typical you know stoner drug movie. These guys are party. You know, I, I, there is a time I think, especially now, where research is finally being allowed to be done, and you're seeing that there may be other uses and tools to help fight anxiety, depression, PTSD, so yep. many of these things that that people just n- never knew about before. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I have a friend that um, suffers from mental health uh, issues, and he um, was telling me he wanted to sit down and do this kind of psychedelic thing that was a a therapy that was introduced to him. I don't know if it had anything to do with mushrooms. I think it was something else. Uh, I'm not going to really... I don't know uh, exactly what it is, but it's interesting to me that that is something that can help. And your film actually makes it okay, and, and, and it it's not poking fun at it. It's actually illuminating it. And so with the little kind of, I, I'm not, I, again, it's like these, uh, these trips that you have, but there's like you use, you know, like I mentioned, but like you guys are monks at one point. Uh, there's animation uh, used in certain uh, aspects. There's like a Infomercial toy commercial at one point. And I thought that was incredibly creative to kind of use as growing points for the characters. Um, but I find that fascinating that you decided that that was the way to do Because, again, I bring up Sideways, one of my favorite movies. And Miles in that feels like a version of your character, Tip. Like he's in his head. He's anxiety-driven. He's got the, the pills. But he drinks too much. And he's drinking and drinking and drinking. And that's addressed in the movie. But to hear you guys say that this is something we've looked into, this is something that is real – and I asked purely. I want to know: Did you guys do mushrooms for this? Did you go out into the desert? Did you have a trip and go? Let's for research. Yeah, that, that might be something. Uh, no, I mean, don't know if you want to talk about. I, no, I
1: mean, 100. percent I mean, we made this movie, so we 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 for sure based a lit on, on personal experiences, yeah. but also experiences like friends of ours or friends of like yours, and yeah. and sure. I mean, Michael Pollan's book. Um, how to Change Your Mind on uh, on Plants was yep. a big... I mean, there's just stuff that's so, so in the zeitgeist right now. It all kind of just merged together. And then true, just as as the filmmaker, and I think one of the big reasons too just, uh, of just writing the short and then diving in with Tip into the feature was we're both at that point in our lives where we are, I know for myself, have had uh, anxiety and depression and have had to kind of deal with these things and how do you overcome and like get, get past these negative thought loops and all these? So there was, this was a way to use art to kind of address all of those things. And I think tip both of of us use this is to really put what's going on in our personal lives and lives of our uh, friends and in our inner circle and really put that all into the movie.
0: Wow. It's in tip to go back to to your character and those, and, and I the anxiety loop. That's yeah. I suffer from anxiety and depression as well. The anxiety can get so much mm-hmm. that I am in that loop. It feels yeah. like that loop just got to me. And then yeah. that can spiral into some depression for me. Um, and I've been aware of the, these kind of therapies. I've been a, I remember going to my, uh, my with my friends to see bare, bare naked ladies in concert, and they were doing mushrooms. And I'm like, no, I can't do that. I, I, I'm, I'm so afraid. But that's what I feel like your movie actually introduces. But face what it is that you need to face. Right. And that was very powerful. And again, I keep going back to your character tip because that's me. Mm. That's the guy that's, I'm in, I'm in here. Yeah. Um, and I find that fascinating that you, you did it this way. How did you guys, what was your writing process like? Like when you sat together, like, um, because we have, I've written before with, uh, with, uh, writing partners, but it's a little different with, with, every person. And I I like the nuts and bolts of this because I'm a writer as well. Like, do you guys sit together in the same room and you go at it or are you doing pages? You're working, you're doing whatever on two separate sides of wherever and
2: then coming together again. How, how, what was your process? A a little bit of both. We, there were definitely some things where a lot of times one of us, we we would do just a lot of talking and and coming up with the idea, the core of what just made us laugh. You know, sometimes it could be as silly as like, dude, the two of us in monk costumes is funny and that's <laughs> yeah. just, there's there's some truth to that and there's something about the spiritual searching. So we love that. Okay. How do, what is this, that scene then? Um, you know, and then it would be maybe one of us would take a crack at it and then the other one would come in and we would improvise over that yeah, just in a rehearsal sort of mentality. Uh, and then that would lead us towards a kind of finalized script. Um, you know, so it was a yeah. lot of that. No, it know? was.
1: And I think we found a really nice balance of exactly that. One of us would take a stab at one of the scenes and then send it up, send it to the other person, and that mm-hmm. person would then layer on top of it. And then, you know, by that third or fourth pass, yeah. it really is uh, kind of in, in a good shape. And then I think, yeah. too, what really, really helped us with the writing process is Because we were the actors, because we were writing these things for ourselves, we were able to block and rehearse those scenes right there as we were doing it. And so this became really, really crucial when we got to set because, you know, we ended up, we did the short, we spent about six months to write the feature. And then we went out over the summer and and in 12 days shot the rest of the feature film. So for us, like... That writing phase, being able to block and rehearse and to have all of that improv take place there, that way that when we got to set, everything was really dialed in. Yeah. But then really felt like we had built up this really nice, which we hope, like a lot of people have even said, that, man, it feels really improv-y mm-hmm. and that you guys are leaning into that background of yours.
0: That's what I was wondering, too, is how much improv you did when you got to set. You were so, like, well-versed in everything. You were rehearsed. You did some some probably... I, I can picture you guys writing. I don't know, maybe it's me, but lean like, okay, okay, and then jumping up and going, what if you did put but here and just like I just picture that. Yeah. But then you so you're you're dialed in, as you said, and then you get on set and you roll camera. Did you jump off the script then? Did you feel these characters in your bones? Or did you have that guidepost that you're like, no, 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 we gotta hit it like this way?
2: I mean, we definitely made sure that we we got what we had down on the page, you know, yeah. pretty pretty tight to that. But then depending on where we were, what was going on with the light. Uh, Brent's really good at time management as a director. So there was always a good sense of like, okay, yeah, we have the time to indulge ourselves and maybe get a little, try to get even weirder with it. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, no, we got what we want and we want to get onto this next thing. And and it was nice to be in that headspace on set. Yeah. Especially because so much of it was outdoors. It's not like we're, you know, in a space where we have that kind of flexibility. There was always, you know, you're always in a little bit of a time crunch. And so, it was good to just be able to be on top of it and and know what move we want to make.
1: Yeah, and it really helped me as a director too. Like, you know, this is the first time that I've directed myself in anything so big and so yeah. so, so to have all of the acting and everything that we put in kind of already taken care of mm-hmm. off- offset. Then it really allowed me to focus with the DP and the crew to be able all right, we're getting our scenes what we want, and then we can move on and I can talk to him about angles and moving to a different location or, you know, making sure. I mean, we were all, all wearing so many different hats on, oh, on yeah. the actual shooting days.
0: I guess that, like, the scene that really got me where hearing you guys talk about the process and then knowing where you need to be and then having to deal with the shot angles and this was when there, and I, again, I'm trying not to spoil much, but there's a door. And I'll just say that. And I remember the shot of you guys walking and coming out from behind a bush as you're talking about it. And your character is like, I guess you got to see it to believe it kind of thing. And it really, it really struck me with just how close you guys were as characters. It just worked. It was just oh, feeling yeah. like it was like, I'm like, I'm buying all this. And I'm really digging like the relationship that you have. And I guess the person that's looking at the nuts and bolts of things as a fan of making movies, I'm like, they feel like they're improvised. It feels like you guys are jumping off the script. It feels like you had such a great rapport. So how long did you guys have known each other before you make this?
1: Man, this this is one thing I'm, I'm really proud of. I mean, we did. We met in class. You know, in 2013. Okay. And we did two classes together, two or three classes together, yeah, yeah. you know, over the course of six months or whatever. Yeah. But then we really did go our separate ways and we didn't see each other for, you know, four or five years. We wow. had kids. We had kids. Married, we both had know. gotten married and kind yeah. of that's just what happens. And so I just think, I mean, we knew it immediately in class. Yeah. I think for both of us, we both have this version of friend in our lives already. Like, I mm-hmm. grew up with guys that are six four, six five, <laughs> and I'm the short guy. So, like, this just immediate bond that we had just felt so familiar. Yeah. And so we were just able to capture that. So, like, really, we weren't... We obviously became great friends over yep. the production and writing. Oh, yeah. But we didn't have a whole lot of... You know, it was the it was the chemistry that we built into those characters and, and making those the real friendships that we had outside of each other. Uh, and, and, then it, and then it kind of just it de- developed into a real thing as well, just through the, through the process. It blossomed. It
0: blossomed. <laughs> it shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. It really did. And, and again, please check it out, everybody. It's not that I'm going to stop talking about this, but I'm really um, promoting this because independent filmmaking is tough. Um, it's not easy, especially when you're up against your Marvels, your DCs, and, you know, sitting down with agents and managers. It's like, you know, what's your audience? You know, what's the IP? What's the brand behind it? This is from the nuts and bolts, the ground up, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about that. How how did you do it? Like, um, did you have investors? Did you raise the money yourself? Did you throw down credit cards? You know, you have to tell me all the specifics. But I really love to know, like, what is it like to get a script, the creative process being what it was for you guys to get together to write it? But then you got to make the damn thing. Money's not just grown on a tree. How did you get over that hurdle?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it started from just being very intentional from the beginning and, mm-hmm. and knowing what we could pull off. And I think that's just based on kind of the experiences that we've had both on productions and being in this business for the last 10 or 15 years. So, I mean, we had some great resources, and this is what's just unbelievable about the time we're living in in terms of not only the equipment that you have access to now, just with the phone, your camera on your phone, you know, um, but also, too, I mean, filmmaking school, classes, everything is available on YouTube. You can learn every single, you know, aspect of filmmaking on YouTube, and there's just so many great resources, and the same with books. So I think for us, we had these we had these guideposts like the Duplass Brothers, like mm, their book, right. Like Brothers, being like, here you go. You want to know how to do it? You start with the short, then you make a $1,000 film, then you make a $10,000 film, then you make this next step. And same Robert Rodriguez, yeah, 7K feature, you know. I mean, he has a whole show, uh, yeah. Rebels Without a Crew, that's all about guys going out with a small skeleton crew and doing a feature for 7K. So I think for us at the beginning, it was like, okay— What can we do knowing the resources that we have and what are we comfortable of? So this this project was finance just personally between us and friends wow. and going out and yeah. finding finding the money to make it happen. That's great. And knowing, you know, that this number if we get, we can make this movie. Right. And so then from there, I think it was going and really being intentional about the gear and the locations and all those things. So going back to, like you said, like the drug tip was very specific. It was like that new, that that would get us out to the desert, would give us a ton of production design, but right. we wouldn't need to spend a ton of money on art department. Yeah. And then same, same with the cameras, right? Like we're going to be doing a ton of stuff outdoors like where and this is something i think we're extremely proud of but is like where can we use if we're going to be outside we're going to shoot at night let us get two cameras that we can bump that iso and really shoot in low light yeah and be able to shoot like the the fire scene uh that we did is done all on firelight, no lights really? at all. Yep, Completely. and a lot of moonlight. Too. And, we and the moonlight was, was actually wow. crazy it was a blood blood moon that night, yeah, yeah. and it uh, was unbelievable. Oh and then God. similarly with the, the friars and the monk scene, that was done kind of the poor man's Barry Lyndon style, <laughs> all candlelight. <laughs> all candlelight. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so those choices were made going in, not only you know as creative choices, but these are functional choices that we have to do because yeah. of you know the resources that we're gonna have.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. You set the story where it almost helps with your budget, but it then opens up so many, like you said, it's like then you have your art design. You got that yeah. out there. But sorry, you were going to say something to it. No,
2: me. no, I was just, just going to add to that from the writing perspective, like whether it's from improv, you know, I did a lot of theater in college or whatever, like where whatever your background is, like when you think about writing a scene, and I, I keep talking about this idea of the playground, and, you know, the mushrooms are like kind of a playground for what's happening. But your setting is the playground for what's really happening. Like yeah. we're in a space right now, and and when you sit down to write, it's easy because movies move to like not have uh, be really clear on what your setting is. You know mm. wh- where your scene is taking place. But if you just slow down to be like, we're only in one place at a time. Yeah. You know, and you and you make it a place that you know you have you you know or at least you hope you have access to. Right. That that already puts you miles ahead of like making in terms of making something possible because if you're like all right uh evening car chase it's like well if you're, it's like you're already <laughs> right. in trouble but yeah. if you're like you know dingy apartment like okay we can do that, can and, do that. and a lot right. can happen in there and, right. and in the desert especially like this kind of de- you know and, and we did a lot and then from there it's like okay let's scout let's find out what that desert is exactly right but start from something that you know you have a pretty good chance of having access to
0: yeah, so the, it's interesting. I know there's a lot of filmmakers um, who watch this channel who aspire to be like all of us. And I noticed that when you're talking about that, there's a scene where your character goes into the um, to the gas station, right? You have to use the bathroom. You have to go in can grab some some food and whatnot. I thought we were going to walk there and with you and see that scene of maybe you just grabbing some stuff and talking to the guy or whatnot. But you didn't. You didn't need to. Because that, it didn't feel like it was part of the story because we stayed on your character. When you had that moment, you were looking and seeing that, that guy with, the, with you know, uh, the, the, the road sign. And again, this is just me watching like, a film being made in my head and being like, how did they do that? Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know. It just goes to that kind of feeling for me, um, which I enjoyed the hell out of again. Um, but I wanted to ask, is there any, was there any kind of horror story on the filming of this? Like and not, I'm th- I'm not talking about you're in the desert and a chupacabra comes out or something. I'm talking about like you like, shit. This didn't go right. This didn't yeah. go right. We're over this. We're like, oh
1: dude, first day of filming, man. I mean, honestly, and we were just chatting about this. It's just so crazy because you, I think too is like, especially even as a fan before I got into the movies, you just don't realize how long things take. No, oh, I know. You know what I mean. So yeah. for us to have shot the short three years ago. And then just now be finishing this thing. But on the first day of shooting, you know, we went out to the desert, went to the location. We had everything scouted. And, you know, it's independent filmmaking. And we got kicked off of the first location. Probably, you know, we got 30% of the coverage that we needed to get. Oh, shit. So, I mean, it was like <laughs> within, within, you know, a first few hours of being there, the guys were like, you know what? Nope, you can't be here. And so that was just like, I remember we went home, I called tip that night and was like, dude, I think we should call it. I just don't think we should go back out there tomorrow because we didn't get what we needed to get. Right. And I just don't know what we're going to be able to do without it. And so it was really that moment of tipping, like, dude, everybody's set. We're already planned. Like, we're let's let's just go get what we're going to do and we're going to kind of pivot and we're going to figure out. Yeah, And we did do that. Yeah, we, were able, right. we were able to pick up what we had missed. We were able to think creatively and figure out a different way to get different angles. And, uh, and, and yeah, but that's just that, that right there. Yeah. We almost gave up right yeah.
0: right on the first day. See, that's that's insane. I, I wanted to point something out in here. Laser Bolt, one of my faves in the chat right now saying, I love how these guys are making their dream come true all on their own. That wow. is, I want to,
1: Thank you. I want to circle that.
0: You know, we are the Good People Association, the GPA. We like to find the good. That's the hashtag here, and that's the good for me. Because we, you know, even part of the conversation I had with Ken Knapsack before we started this was we wanted to get back into doing our own stuff, you know, creating our own things, writing something, whether it's an original podcast, a scripted podcast, a short film, a feature that I'm working on, and you guys are doing it. And what... How has that been this experience now that, and how does it feel for you guys? Because it drops today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You can now see their movie. I mean, that's what this is. That's the point. And how does that feel for you
2: guys? It's incredible. I mean, it, it's it's a dream come true on on a lot of levels. One, uh, at least for me, like I you know I've wanted to be in a movie since as long as I can remember. Yeah. And you know, you come out here and you do you know, you sign up to do all the, uh, you know, auditions and stuff. And that is, that's a beautiful, beautiful and wild process unto itself. But, (laughs) um, I think, I mean, we were just saying today with it dropping this idea that like we put so much of ourselves into this, um, not, not, not to say that, Oh, we are those characters exactly, you know, like we were talking about earlier, but we, we, we did put a lot of ourselves into it. And it's a beautiful thing that like, whether, you know, if people watch this movie they, they get to know us a little bit and you get to share who you are and yeah that, just that very simple thing is is beautiful to me and and um, and something I'm really grateful for no for sure
1: and for me I mean like I said we know we've been out here I've been out here for 15 years going out and just making your own movie has been something I've been talking about since the day that I moved out here right and I've talked to so many different people different directors you know I, I think both of us, we're actors first. We moved out right. here to be actors and performers. And then all of this other stuff is to get to us being actors on screen. And, and for us, we just kept saying, get out of your own way. Yeah. Get out of your own way. And I think that's the biggest message and, and that I hope people will take away from this because it's so true. It's like there's nothing stopping you, especially with, with what you can do. You can get a group of people. You really can yep. make your own Thing. You can and it's it's just it's just something that I'm so passionate about yeah. and I'm just so proud that we were able to get out of our own way and and finally finally make this thing happen for ourselves.
0: Yeah, I love that. I started as an actor, um, and it was the rejection that can weigh on you. And I know that process you mentioned auditioning, and that's a whole thing. I remember auditioning for the Orange County Fair and having to pretend I was on a roller coaster. (laughs) Uh, It was... so, But I'd always kind of, you know, written, um, you know, growing up and whatnot. And I started to actually put that towards screenwriting because at the end of the day, when I finished that script, I could hold it in my hand and feel like I finally accomplished something. Um, And this is even more, you know, now take that. You have that script in your hand and then you're like, we want more. How is it like now feeling... Are people seeing it? Are you getting good responses from this movie? What does it mean for you as actors now? And, um, you know, you go to casting directors. You guys have – you've been working in this business for a while. You can go to casting directors and go, bam, that kind of stuff. Like what does it do for the business side of things?
2: You know, I'm sure there will be a little bit of that in terms of just being able – you've got this thing on your resume now that feels a little more substantial. But I think the biggest thing, and I – the me of 10 years ago hates this. It hates me for saying this. <laughs> um, but the me, like, what, the biggest thing that it does is the way that just actualizing yourself in the world, putting yourself out in the world, settles you. Yeah. You know, so I, I have a feeling that, yeah, there's the, you know, the IMDb credit, and there's the movie, and and I, I really do hope that makes an impact. And, and we've gotten a, just a beautiful response from the people who have Good. taken the time to see it, which we're really grateful for. Um, but also... And, and this is just like a broader scope thing when you do the thing that you love you know what I mean like you're a more settled guy in the world and, and we yeah. talk about we both have young kids and we talk about this all the time because it's so crazy like moms always have to be amazing moms and now have to have amazing careers and dads mm. now have to have their amazing careers but also be amazing dads mm-hmm. and we you know we love being dads and we talk about you have to like take care of yourself so that you're You can be a great dad. You know what I mean? Like that's just – I think that's the place at least for me in my life where I see it most immediately because there's just a – there's an immediate feedback loop from your kids of like how present are you. And when I've been on set all day or, you know, been looking at footage, doing editing, and then I go see my kids, I'm focused on my kids. I'm not so self-centered anymore because I've gotten myself out into the world. So that's just one example of like – that I think that translates. My hope is, <laughs> I'm is, sure I'll come up with all kinds of new baggage to take sure. on. But, but yeah, that's hope well, is that that. And I it's, think it's
1: just too. It's just given us even so much more permission now to see that what we've been able to do on this scale yeah. and what we've been able to accomplish, and to see like what we are together as a duo. It just gives us so much more uh, permission to go out and do the next thing and and to continue, um, you know, creating these opportunities for ourselves. So yeah. I mean, I just think. For, for us, like, we're never going to wait on the opportunities to come to us. You right. know, or wait for the casting director or wait for the director to find us. I mean, and now, even more than ever before, we now know that we have the tools to go and create those things for ourselves. And like you said, finishing a script, of course, there's always that part of us that wants the world to see what we've done and to, to receive it really well. But we as creators, and I'm sure people watching, and I know you felt that moment that you finish a project... Ugh. and that it's just the feeling that and it's not about anyone else seeing it or doing anything with it. It's just something Yourself. tangible that you can yeah. feel. That's the thing that really is what, what what's worth it to us.
0: Tip It really kind of hit home when you're talking about your kids and, and seeing after you finish a day of shooting and then seeing your kids and what that does. Like I don't have kids, um, I have my furry one over there that's uh, asleep and that was so <laughs> right? But I feel much better when I get some pages done for the day. If I sit down and actually write, which is hard to do sometimes, hard to find that inspiration. It's hard to find like, you know, whatever it may be. But when I write a few pages and go, okay, one step closer to that ultimate goal, that was for me. Nobody might see these pages, especially the three pages I wrote yesterday, whatever. But I feel more in tune then with hanging out with friends, hanging with my fiance, walking my dog, whatever it may be. That really hit home with me. And I love that you can then be there for your kids, but then turn around and go, I made this. I think that's a good lesson for your kids uh, in the future. You know, that you want to do something, go do it. Because Hollywood's not going to just give you money. They're not going to just call you either. And so your attitude now is like, yeah, we got this done. What's next? And what is next?
1: Well, yeah, we're we're excited. We do have a couple, um, you know, kind of different ideas. I think one of the the um, most exciting and most fun uh, parts of Spirit Quest was was us creating these different duos or different <laughs> yes. kind of twosome characters. And so I think that there were some a couple of the duos that didn't make the film, or oh, maybe yeah. were Spirit Quest too, or or potentially yeah. could even maybe just do a whole feature, just stand alone, by, just themselves, stand alone I mean. by themselves. So I think us us exploring that is. It's kind
0: Super of the next fun. step. Oh, that's awesome. Um, guys, thank you for for being here. I wanted to talk about some news and some movie stuff with you guys because, um, you know, I want to get your take. I know you just made a movie, so I'm sure you have your um, – Opinions on some of this news coming our way. But again, everybody go to the description right now. Spirit Quest, it's available wherever you get movies. You can go to Amazon. You can go to Apple. I put the Apple link in there. Um, please check it out and support independent filmmaking. It really, really is important. Um, it's speaking from somebody that wants to get to where you guys are and have a new feature under my belt, uh, whether that's going out and filming myself or getting my scripts made, it really is important. I mean, Marvel DC is awesome. But support the filmmakers that the next filmmakers that are up and coming, and they're in the studio now. You can say you knew them when, so please go and support this uh, this endeavor. Um, and guys, thank you again. But um, I wanted to kind of switch gears now and go to some movie news and get your take on a few things that are out there right now. Eka, let's do it. Let's do some real news right now. So. As a horror fan, you guys said you were some horror fans as well, right? Scream, what does that franchise mean to you when you hear the word scream?
1: Dude, this, I mean, this is for me, you know, being a kid of the 90s, this was, and I I remember I wasn't allowed to see rated R movies uh, in high school. So it was like, this was the movie I went and bought on DVD the day I turned 17 and was (laughs) able to buy a DVD player. Like it really was. I bought the whole trilogy. And I mean, I, I just loved 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 this movie. I remember in college, my freshman year, I spent a lot of time in the dorms buying DVDs and just rewatching the Scream franchise. So this is a this this feels like you know, the the show came out right. Yeah, MTV, I never and, got
0: the show. Yeah. I never saw the show because I uh, felt like it was disconnected from the main movies. Ikaika, right. did you watch the show? Yeah. No, he said that, that was a big no. No, there. yeah, that no. Mike wasn't on. Okay, Ikaika, by the way, hi. And said yeah. hi to you at all through, throughout the show. How are you? I'm good.
2: Okay. I'm ready to talk some Scream.
0: Yeah, you are. <laughs> We're big fans here. Yeah. So you're saying Scream the original now. Um, and you had the three at the time. So the fourth one came out a little ways back. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on and tip? What's your connection to Scream?
2: You know, I'm the person who gets like so scared from horror movies. Yes. And the more like, the more it plays on just this exact beat that you would think it would, mm-hmm. the more I'm jumping out. Of, so like, even the, like you're showing the the trail up top, and it's like, this one's different. I'm like, oh shit. Like it's, <laughs> it's, so I like it's it's for me. It's all, all horror is that for me. I'm just like, the more it's exactly what I think like. If it's going to pop out when I think it's, if it's that corner uh-huh. and then it happens, I, I'm out of my <laughs> chair on the floor, just a mess. You well, know, so. th-
0: this one might be... It looks really good. Yeah. It so really, like, it's on. the fifth movie in the Scream franchise. We finally got the first look at it. And I got to tell you, I did, I, can, I want your thoughts as well. I watched this thing for the first time and I went, it really didn't show me anything new from the Scream universe. Uh, or for anything I've seen from all the previous Scream movies. But then I watched it again, and then I watched it with you, and I was noticing some of the little nuances in there, and, like, one of my favorite lines from that trailer is, like, I'm Sydney. Of course I have a gun, because it's their fifth go-around on this thing. Of course she's ready. Um, Dewey looks like he just doesn't give an F anymore, and he's, like, waiting for it. And there's this great scene in the trailer where he just looks like he's reloading his gun and stepping over the, the, the bullet casings to get to Ghostface. I'm in. I'm in. I don't know what you can do with the Scream franchise anymore. To your point, Tip, that are we ready for it? Is there going to be a twist? There's got to be some kind of twist. I'd love the poster that came out, Ikaika 2, and I want your thoughts on this because it says it's always somebody you know because that's what we know. The killer is always somebody you know and there's a connection. Ikaika, what are you getting from this trailer?
2: Well, we're watching it the second time. I didn't really catch it that they're saying that all the people that that were getting attacked... Yeah, are related to the original killers. Right. So, so the Billy and the Stu—that's cool. So, is, cool. is it some one of their friends? I don't know. Someone that maybe died that is not actually dead. I
1: what about Billy's parents? Were Billy's parents dead?
0: Yeah. So the Scream Two was Billy's mom. Mom, that's right. And then she got some film head guy that's that right. just wanted to like be crazy. And then the third one was. I
2: don't remember the third one. I don't remember the third <sighs> I'm one. Trying either.
0: to remember the third one. It was it was her like other brother, I want to say. Sydney's like uh, like Secret stepbrother. Brother. Yeah. Ooh. From the dad. So it's all connected to the victims and whatnot. there's something going on here that I'm really, really excited about. Um because Scream has become this, it's Scream, it's Nightmare on Elm Street, it's Friday the thirteenth, it's Chucky, it's uh who else It now, Pennywise, the iconography of the mask now. Do you think we're going to get more scream movies after this? This thing's going to do well. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, this audience? one
1: looks like one's, This one's going to do well, so I could see it kicking off a whole another another batch. What yeah. What was so great about the first ones was the script was so witty, and they were using all the horror tropes, and so that was like the first of its kind. I, right. felt, I felt like so, and now I feel like they're we've had enough time where they can do it again.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and they're saying right now, I'm doing, uh, pulling up an article here, and in an interview with Drew Barrymore appear, appeared in the original Scream. Uh, sorry, sorry, Cox, there was something here. The Cox, uh, Courtney Cox clarified that this is a continuity of the sequel. It's not a reboot, it's not a remake, it's just a brand new launch. Is that why we're getting Scream? And it's like there's this trend now in Hollywood where Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, right. mm-hmm. same title, different year. Scream, everybody's like, why isn't the E a five or something like that? You know, Um, what do you make of this nostalgia in movies nowadays where it seems and somebody put on Twitter and I mean, I'm a sucker for these movies, so you're going to get my money. But it's like it's like James Bond, 25 Scream, five Harry Potter, 11, um, you know, Avengers, whatever it's sequels and remakes and, you you know, two independent filmmakers you know, trying to get their work out there. If this was, if you're like, hey, I got a, I got a Scream prequel here, you know, maybe some studios might listen more. But what do you make of this? Is it a trend in Hollywood now that we just have to rely on nostalgia and just, we're not rebooting everything. It's a continuation. It's just like like Chief Brody's son is now the chief in Amity and, that, and a new shark appears. And it's called Jaws
2: 2022.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. What what are you guys' thoughts on that kind of stuff?
2: Well, I think, I mean... Uh... We like to have a shortcut. The more that there's a shared shortcut in an audience, it means you don't have to explain so much up top. That's, so we just dive right included. into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's that's going to always be around in storytelling. Anytime people can take advantage of, I, I think of it as a shared mythology, and that used to be, you know, in ancient Greek times, it was like everybody was the same religion. Right. If you look back at, like, Shakespearean time, everybody read the same Bible in England. So there are all these, like, witty little references But, you know, that people would have been laughing to, but they can also just like dive right into the action of the film. Our mythology today is these horror films. It is the Marvel Universe. It is Star Wars. Yeah. That's why James Bond. That's why these things don't really go away. And they just they don't want to if they like if they do if they do the numbers, people feel like they're it just feels dated. So that's why they got to keep reinventing it but that's why they want to reinvent it with the old cast too yeah. because then we can dive right into – we get right to the good stuff. We don't have to spend time setting it up.
0: You yeah, know it's I mean? a good point. I like the way you put it. Um, and to go back to Scream and this one, Matt bentinelli Open, and Tyler Gillette are the directors on this, hmm. and they did a little movie called Ready or Not. Did you see Ready or Not? It was one of my favorite horror movies in the last decade. I think it was 2017 – I think it was around 2017, 2018, maybe, um, maybe it was 2019. I can't really remember the date, but I went, this is, this made my like top 10 list of the year ready or not was so good. Have you guys seen that?
1: I missed it, but I remember the poster artwork for that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that was was it the, was it based on Halloween was it around Halloween time? It might have treat? been. Was it, I was thinking trick or treat
0: maybe. Yeah, it's so it's basically it's like um, it's uh, uh, Samara Weaving, uh, Hugo Weaving's daughter is the lead in this. She's getting mm-hmm. she's marrying into this rich family.
2: Yes, yes, yeah.
0: And they go right. in this after the ceremony, and he's like, Hey, we do this every right, every marriage, right? Merit, right. right? Yeah. You got to sit down and play games with with my family because okay. they're this rich. They've, I remember hearing. They've, they've yeah, yeah. made a living off, like, I believe board games. And they roll on, like, what game they're going to play, and they roll it, and it's like, uh-oh. And it basically becomes the family against the bride, okay. and she's being hunted. And there's a twist at the end that I did not see coming. Like, it is one of the great moments in a movie for me, because when that twist happens, this this was me. I was like, oh! <laughs> No! <laughs> oh, I wanted that! Okay, it's, it's kind of teased. But so, th- these are the filmmakers doing Scream. Yeah. And I love t- w- the idea that we are launching into a mythology that we want to be comfortable with, so it's like you're getting the baton from the original yes. cast and hopefully introducing it to... I mean, Halloween did it in yeah. uh, 2018, and we're kind of off and running with Halloween Kills coming. But these two directors, Matt and Tyler did an original horror movie and got noticed. Mm. So, and it wasn't independent because Mary Steenburgen was in this thing, you know, it's not exactly independent, but it was along those ideas too, because I feel like in movies that you're making, Horror movies also really sell in the independent market. I mean, they, they can transcend. They can cross over. I mean, Saw launched James Wan, mm-hmm. and that was a horror movie. So I feel like these it's in good hands with these guys because ready or not, highly recommended. Mm. Yeah, um, sure you know.
2: I'm ready now. Yeah, yeah it's oh, really, nice.
0: really good. But also speaking of this idea of nostalgia and the handoffs, Home Sweet, Home Alone. The trailer just dropped. It's the Disney Plus reboot. It's a movie. It's not a reboot because there was something that happened in that. But do you guys have a, a – what's your connection to Home Alone?
2: We, we – can I tell them <laughs> a little bit yeah, about it? please. You? We were just in New York. for we had uh, There was a screen of Spirit Quest at the Winter Film Awards, so we both went, which nice. was fabulous, and they were great over there. Um, but we did a little, like, you know – before getting to theater, we did a little pre-stroll through Central Park.
0: Okay, I mean, just the two of us.
2: Nice, it was beautiful. Yeah, and just a buddy walk, you know. A little buddy you get walk. It. Yeah, it was. I kinda, do it all it was, the time. Buddy walk through the park. You know. Yeah, it's a mini quest. Is yeah. really what it was. It yeah. was a little mini quest, and um, you have
0: to do that when you're in New York. Of course. Come on,
2: you got to quest it up. And around every corner, Brent was like, "Oh, this is part from uh, Home Alone Two, right? Yeah, lost so in New I York. Got, yeah, I got the whole." You Know and I, I mean, I it had been a little while since I seen this. Is where it.
1: the bag lady yep. was, the pigeon lady, and this is the hotel over the, where he overlooked Kevin was overlooking the park. Yep. Okay. You know <laughs> what I mean? This, oh, all, yeah. all that stuff, <laughs> lost
0: in New York. I love lost in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah I love so, the original. The original the best, of course. But, yeah, um, did you guys notice in there that Buzz, the brother, is the cop mm. in this? So it is in universe, but to go back to the bigger conversation here, we have a Home Alone. Soft reboot. Um, I think it works for Disney Plus in this kind of capacity is introducing the audience to like we know the the central theme or theme we know the plot we know that a kid's gonna get left and he's gonna have to take on some idiot burglars.
2: But this one feels different.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but this one
0: feels different. Hello, Kevin. <laughs> well, be- I got it. Yikes! Yeah, whoa, I got it. Well, go. <laughs> Wait a minute, Kevin. Home Alone. Yeah. Ghostface
2: it yeah. writes itself love it it love writes it. itself but well, so and his face is, the is edward Monk. the scream yes. right so it really it's a match made in heaven
0: did you see what we did here hollywood we just got your next we're crossover we are doing your job we're you. doing <laughs> your job exactly uh, in the chat here tell me what are you thinking about uh, not only the scream trailer but the home sweet home alone trailer <laughs> i um, love to hear your guys' thoughts if you're watching this on the replay. Remember, hit that like button. Go in the comments section. I'll jump in there with you and talk about it. What's up with Kaika?
2: I just wanted to, I was looking at the comments because a lot of people were hating on this trailer. Yeah. The funniest one was, wow, this kid seems so overpowered. I'm like, have you not seen the first two Home Alones? He's yeah. like <laughs> destroying them the whole movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, look, we know these these burglars are not going to have a good day. And uh, the kid is going to go away smelling like roses. So, I mean, it's a Home Alone movie. What else are you going to get? Unless Ghostface shows up, you know, we haven't seen it before. So, Um, But, yeah, everybody uh, at home, uh, drop in your comments here. I want to check them out later on. And remember, hit that like button. Share this around. Share the Good People Association, all that. And remember, everybody, you got to get this graphic ready. We have our Kickstarter. That's right. Futility, the game, is live. We have hit our goal We are funding this thing. It's happening, but now it's onto our stretch goals. Go to the Kickstarter right now. Get your own copy of Futility, the actual game of living. And remember, it is the board game of dreams. Guys, do you know about our Kickstarter here? It's Futility, the actual game of living. You get your own board. You get your own piece. You roll the dice. You land on a square. You get a card. It might be a red card. It might be a blue card. You grab that. It says, on the golf course, I hit a goose at... Killed the thing in front of my boss, lose two turns. It's that kind of thing where life is not what you think it is. Life is actual futile sometimes, and this is our board game. So, uh, well, we got there. We actually funded this thing, and we're on to oh, our amazing. stretch goals now.
1: Congratulations. Thank yes, you, thank you. Yes. So,
0: everybody watching at home, please go to the Kickstarter. Share it with your friends. Share it far and wide. We want to hit those stretch goals because the more stretch goals we get, The more packs are unopened and you get all of those with your $40 pledge, get you the actual game, look into those stretch goals because it's awesome. And then also, this episode is brought to you by Perk Clothing. I wanted to mention that up top. If you go to perkclothing.com and put in GPA on checkout, you get 20% off your order. Forgot to mention up top. Josh McCouga is raving about the Perk clothing. He's got some. He showed his us on air because this clothing is so damn comfy. I have the link in the description right now. If you want to check out some awesome wear, go to PerkClothing.com and put in GPA at checkout. You get 20% off. Thank you, Perk, for uh, helping us out here at GPA. All right, guys. Because of your movie, Spirit Quest, is out today, I want to end the show on doing one of my favorite segments. It's called They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. Hit it, Ikaika. All right, I told you a little bit about this. So, uh, tip Brent, what we do here on—they uh, don't make them like they used to—is that I grab these old posters and I look at the movie posters. And I look at the way they're made. Leia, what are you doing? Oh. I, I think we have a visitor in studio, so there's... Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: she's doing her job. She's she doing does.
0: her job. She's saying hi yeah. to the great Ken Knapsack. Come on, Leah. Just on, chill go. out. Would you? Get over
2: here. Thank you for guarding us, Leah. Yeah,
0: she's like, don't come in here. The minute, Ken, they sat down, she was like, oh, yeah, they're great. They're
2: great. She's such a jerk
0: dog. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to look at these posters in, uh, and, and compare them to your poster. And uh, because we have... Leah, would you get over here and shut your mouth? Come here. <laughs> Come here, get here, right here, right where I can stand over you. Okay, good. So let's pull up the first poster here, Aika, because in honor of Spirit Quest, I looked at the great duos and movies. Whether they're going on a road trip, whether they're going on a spiritual adventure, whether they're just driving cross country, I wanted to show the posters that I thought of when I was watching your movie. So let's pull up the very first poster, Aika. Sideways. yeah, come on. Okay. We love that. Yeah, wow. I thought of Sideways. Uh, Again, I said it was like two guys instead of wine, it's mushrooms and uh, figuring out life. And so I grabbed that poster. Um, You know, it's a fine poster. It's a fine poster. It's a fine poster. I think Sideways deserves a better poster out there, but, you know, and it's a French one on top of it. So, you know.
2: I think the drawing on the bottom, though, is great. I love that. that. The whole thing is just encapsulated in there. I I do love that drawing. Yeah,
0: it's a good one. All right, Ikaka, what's next? Now, Almost Famous, I thought of this because of, you know, I am a golden god when he stands on the roof and he jumps in and he's having a spiritual kind of thing going on when uh, Stillwater, when he was uh, kind of going through that. But it was kind of a road movie. They're going along and we're from the point of view of, um, of the character that joins along with the bus. But there was something in this movie that I felt, a spiritual kind of connection to. I don't know if you get anything from that, and what you think of this poster.
2: Well, the music. I mean, yes. music. The, yeah. Like what what the sort of drugs are. Yeah. Music is that thing. I mean, that's talk about permission and talk about just expansiveness. So. Yeah. The post. I. You know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Right? Like he's so yeah. sensitive in that. Like there's such a heart in there, and I. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. And this movie too, and Jerry Maguire, A lot of his movies. They all kind of have. They have that tone and that heart that I mm-hmm. think what we got in the bike ride scene. Yeah. That I think that's where this can really connect. I think right there is just kind of that similar tone. Yeah.
0: Cameron Crow, man. Cameron Crow,
1: yeah. baby. Oh, we'll take it, please. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Yeah. Thank you. I, I felt it. it. Yeah.
0: All right. What do we have next? Blues Brothers. Oh, Cause I God. just felt like, you know, a mission from God. There's like so this funny dynamic between the two of you. Um, again, they're d- road trip kind of thing. I mean, you guys are not really on a road trip more on a, a spiritual trip. Um, but still, these are things that I was like feeling from watching your movie. And I loved seeing blues brother. I went, Oh yeah. Yeah. What about this poster that you dig the poster? What do you like the movie? I love this
2: poster. Love the movie.
1: Love both these guys. I mean, man, are you kidding me? Kind of the ultimate buddy comedy.
2: I grew up watching this with my cousin and we just, this was like everything about what we we wanted to be. And also, but also where it speaks to to the quest is for as similar as they are as these brothers, like, the differences, like, how the one just has the piece of toast and the other eats, like, four chickens. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, that, just that, using that kind of thing to let us know who the character is, it's just so fun, man. Yeah. Uh,
0: Oh, yeah. All right. What do we got next, Ikaika? Have you guys seen the Uh, end of the tour?
2: I love, well, we quote David Foster Wallace in, you know, in the interview scene, because I'm a huge fan of David Foster Wallace. I loved Infinite Jest. I love a lot of his short stories. I mean, this is someone who talk about who understands about being stuck in your head. I mean, he dealt with depression. Yeah, you know, anybody who knows about him knows that. And um, but but also that he's in his right. I mean, I have laughed out loud reading his writing in mm-hmm. like the middle of a you know hushed library or whatever. Right. Know? Right. Um, but this, and I thought the I mean, such a hard person to make a movie about in a way because he's you know it's like yeah. But I, th- I thought this movie was really beautiful. And was, this, was this Siegel? Yeah, yeah Siegel, Siegel right? and, uh, yeah Jesse
0: Eisenberg. Yeah, oh, amazing. Yeah. This movie broke me. I loved this movie. And when I came across the poster um, in researching and, and doing Spirit Quest, I was like, this this made sense to me. I felt mm. like a, a, a there was a connection there for me at least as an audience member for your movie. Oh, that man. I saw something in the end of the tour, the relationship between Siegel's character and uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character. Totally different, but there was something about how they came together and had this language that they spoke together. Um, it was much like your two characters oh, coming awesome together. Man. You Thank had you. your own language, and it really showed. Uh, shows off on screen. All right, what do we got next? Ooh. Midnight Run, I just, you oh, know. Yeah, that's like, I mean, it's a great freaking poster, I, yeah, too. Yeah,
1: great freaking poster. Just rewatched this this uh, for, for one of these other duos that we were talking yeah. about. And, uh, yeah, I mean, these two guys. Yeah. The best De Niro, a Grodin.
0: God rest your soul, Yeah, seriously. Charles yeah. Grodin. Yeah. yeah, this is this is what did it for me uh, with Charles Grodin, and then uh,
1: to think that all I knew him of was was the dad in Beethoven. Really, I know, you know right? What I mean, yeah. and then to find these movies later, yeah,
0: it's wonderful. So and I, I and I, again, it's just two characters. You know, your movie when you have two different characters with two different intentions and two different kind of personalities, you can put them in a car together. You you know, then then your plot is made. Then your story starts to come out. And, again, made me think of it with Midnight Run. So had to pull that poster. Oh, thank That's you. awesome. Yeah. Love that. All right. What do we got next, Ekaika?
2: Oh, oh stop it. Yeah. Stop. I just watched this one. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is such a movie. We have great to. Movie,
1: dude, dude, the pillows, the hands and the pillows, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was on the pillows. <laughs> I mean, that is just. Yeah,
0: Planes, yeah. trains, and automob- automobiles. One of the great John Hughes movies of all time. And, again, character. Two characters coming together, two different sides. I mean, yeah, you guys are friends in the movie, but, like, your personalities are so different. You put yourself together. You have the extra added benefit of the mushrooms, the desert, all these different things. Again, there's something that you guys are exploring. There's something here that made me think of that.
1: And this is getting a reboot, right? Is this getting a reboot? with like Probably. Isn't it getting with, like, Will Smith and... And somebody is it? Are they or, really? I
0: don't know. I, I bet feel they like are. It's something. Something's I bet they happening.
2: are. How could they not? But yeah. and, but also the the thing of uh, you know just to talk about you know being second here, or whatever. The uptight character, you know, when you're that uptight character, you often can forget that the other person, you know, is going. I mean, the John Candy, right. like when he has his moment to have his heart, that's so yeah. meaningful. And that's, that was yeah. something Brent was really good about, kind of bringing in with the bike scene we were just talking about, where it was like let's let's like find a way to remember that. It's always when you can step outside yourself and you see that other people are going through this too that all of a sudden that diminishes a lot of it because isolation is probably the worst part of it. You know, absolutely. And for as funny as that movie is, it's like so touching too. It's It's, amazing.
0: Yeah, the 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 movie is hysterical, but John Candy's part is Uh, heartbreaking. Yeah, he's amazing. And that scene when he's standing in front of Steve Martin and he's saying, "I like me," you know, my wife likes me. I mean, I'm I'm tearing up thinking about it because it's like you know how much he's going up here. You see, he said it, that anxiety loop. Yeah. That's, uh, I know it well. So, planes, trains, and automobiles. Go watch it and smile. What do we have uh, next, Ekaika? I mean, uh, there was a little bit of Tommy Boy that I felt there was, some, there was a little nod. There was some, like, really fun. Uh, it started with you just... Being really funny, seeing you guys together as you're going out to the desert, I got a feeling from this. You didn't, thank God you didn't hit any deer or anything, you know, and uh, they well, come through the window.
1: I say what's so funny about those two is was the the physicalities differences, the size, oh, yeah. and that we immediately have that and leaned in. And I just think, yep. too, both of our relationships and real friendships, me growing up with all the guys on the basketball team being this guy's size and... You know, never getting the front seat after yeah. calling shotgun and all that stuff, so really leaning into the size physicality differences.
0: Guys. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! And I love this movie. What oh, do we yeah. have next? Okay, can... Oh, yes, these, two? Oh, these Whoa. two guys, we have Spirit Quest, the movie. It is available today. You can go to Apple, you can go to Amazon, wherever you get a movie. Please support indefe- independent filmmaking. Spirit Quest, it's a great poster, too, because I know exactly. And thankfully, that astronaut, I know exactly. Guys, I don't want to spoil anything more. Please go to uh, and, and support these guys. Uh, Brent Lydic and Tip Scary, thank you for joining me here and for sharing your movie with me, allowing me to watch it and uh, enjoy the hell out of it. Um, please, before we go, tell everybody where they can find it, where they can find you, and anything you want to plug before we go.
1: Yeah, you can find uh, uh, SpiritQuest on Instagram at SpiritQuestTheMovie. Uh, same in Facebook. And then you can find myself on Instagram at Brent Leidick And
2: and I'm at Tip Scary. We're keeping it real straight ahead. But okay. hey, thank you so much, man. This has yes. been just a, it's just been a my total pleasure. joy, man. Awesome. Thank
0: you. Thank you for being yeah. here. I really appreciate it. Uh, everybody, thank you for making Rally's Cantina a part of your day. Remember, go to our Kickstarter. Go check it out. We are so close to our stretch goals. We did it because of you. And it's all in the description below. We have funded this thing, but we want to get to those stretch goals. So go to Kickstarter, search out Futility the Game. And thank you very much for making this happen. And remember, today's Rally Cantina has been brought to you by Perks Clothing. Go to PerksClothing.com. If you want to get some good stuff, you can put GPA in the checkout. You get 20% off your order. Tell them GPA sent you. Links in the description. Perksclothing.com. All right, everybody, that's it for me. Riley's Cantina. I'm your host, Mark Riley. We'll be back next week, an all new episode of Riley's Cantina. I'll see you then. Bye, everyone.